1: From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hiki.
0: Hello, villagers. Happy Tuesday. You have started off this week with such a bang. I can visualize what you did to Monday yesterday, and I know that you crushed it. You totally rocked it. I would like for you to take one moment. If you can, close your eyes. If you're driving, um, don't close your eyes. But otherwise, close your eyes and think to yourself. I want you to truly say these words to yourself. Say, I am worthy. I am worthy beautiful. I am a total badass. I will conquer this week. Now I want you to go out and do that. Own your worth. Flaunt your beauty. Crush this week. You can do it. I believe in you. You can do it. You are doing it. You are doing it right now as we speak. Say that to yourself. I am doing it. Way to go. I see you out there working so hard. It doesn't go unnoticed, and I'm here to say I am flipping proud of you. You got it, listeners. You're back for another episode of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. This is episode number 36. One of the most common things I hear when working with women who are having babies, whether they are trying to conceive, pregnant, or just had a baby, or maybe their children are a few years old, is body image. Just last week, I was helping a mama pick out a formal gown for an event that she and her husband were going to. This is something that will affect you all of your life, and I'm not so sure that it is connected to having a baby rather than being a woman. I'm not sure. I haven't figured that one out yet. Regardless, when you do have babies, this is going to be something that rears its ugly head multiple, multiple times. Today, I am sitting down with fashion guru, Helena Grant. She has been a brand stylist for commercial and personal clients since 2009. To the delight of her following, she officially launched H. Grant Style in 2015, when her daughter was just seven months old. She has a mission of helping women everywhere and look and feel beautiful and confident every single day. Helena works one-on-one with these clients to build empowering wardrobes, and she is the creator of the online course, Be Your Own Stylist, which we will dive into full force today. Over the last few months, Helena has grown to be very near and dear to my heart. She is this radiant light that no matter how you come in contact with her, whether it is over social media or through text messages, if she gives you a call or in person, which is obviously the best, her light literally radiates into your life. She is a contagious, contagious person. I'm super, super stoked to share her wisdom with you guys today. Helena divides her times between the Connecticut countryside and the concrete jungle of Boston, and at any moment in time, she might be spotted around the city pedaling her bike bubbles. She also loves to replenish her soul in the mountains of Massachusetts. Hold on to your underpants for today's show, or better yet, Throw them out and start new. Helena is going to rock your world with all of her fashion knowledge, her ins and outs, and her how-tos. Let's get started. I am so excited that you are here with us today, Helena. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to share everything that um, you have with our listeners. I know people, style is always something that is on people's minds, right? So it doesn't really matter if you are on that parenting journey that, you know, our typical listener is on, you always are kind of concerned about style. It's very much a part of who you are. I just, for all of our listeners out there, attended one of Helena's, um, Events and it was a pot style pop-up in Boston and it was so much fun There was you know, like professional photographers and food and drinks and everybody was just kind of like walking around and talking There were new products. It was it was amazing So we had a blast and that was to celebrate your third birthday as H Grant styles That's correct. Can you tell us a little bit about how you, like, came to be in the fashion world and, like, a stylist?
1: Um, Well, as you said, I launched a Style three years ago, um, as of last week, and I launched it officially on the day of my daughter's seven-month birthday. Um, So for new parents, you know how every day, every month is, like, a milestone and um, it was a huge moment for me because I had been an entrepreneur since 2009. I had my own line of handbags, which I made artisanally myself, and I had tried to upscale the business numerous times. And then when I got pregnant, I sort of said, you know, I can't be rolling around on the floor with rivets and copper wire anymore because of the physical aspect of what you're going through with pregnancy. And I really didn't feel Feel well physically for most of my pregnancy, which is another story. But um, I was just kind of ready to inhabit motherhood. And I took um, time to just take a break from the bags and kind of decide what I wanted to do. And I had a very, very sage, very wise friend tell me, well, Lena, you have an incredible, extraordinary talent to understand what women want from their style and how to help them acquire it and attain it and live it. And it was funny because it's one of those things, you know, when you do, when you have something that's just so ingrained in you. So I, I like to say technically I've been a stylist professionally for three years, but really I've been one my whole life. Um, you know, my parents were lawyers, but very creative. My mom and I would make dresses together. My dad and I would dismantle pianos and create sculptures um on the weekend, so it was all about perspective and um, i was always I've always been very observant. you know I look what the details are, how is someone expressing themselves and I had a uniform all through grade school, so I was always like analyzing how people were really expressing their personality, even though we had a very rigid structure for what we could wear on a daily basis um so that of course was a lot about the bags and the shoes and you know, did she wear a yellow turtleneck with a green sweater or a white turtleneck with a blue sweater? And how did she roll her cuffs? And like, why does that work? And that doesn't work. And um, it definitely made my, um, you know, made me pay attention to, to detail. Um, so yeah, Wednesday was a really, really beautiful day. Um, April 18th, 2018 is a day that will live in infamy Um, on so many levels. I'm so glad you were there, hee hee. But also because I had planned that party since January. And it was a time where as an entrepreneur and as a mother, you're often say, like, I can do everything myself. I'm perfectly capable. I can handle it all on my own. And a lot of times you can. And you really you are the best person for you to rely on, but so frequently you do need help. And when you reach out and accept help, you're that much more powerful. And a trans style, I like to refer to her as another child, um, an extension of me in addition to my, my daughter, Belle. Um, but planning that party in January, I was like, okay, well, I can do this the way I've done everything. You know, I can do it on my own. I can plan it all myself. Or I can have someone help me do the promoting and the events. And so that's when I brought in Jackie Zuck. And she was just amazing and really helped, like, build that event up to what it was. And fascinatingly enough, to me, it was really representative of a lot of expansion and a huge marketing campaign that I was launching on the same day. And that night, Wednesday morning at 1.20 a.m., my daughter had an acute asthma attack and um, croup hit, the croup like initiated this acute asthma attack. So 1.30 a.m. Wednesday, it was like my daughter, we needed to call the paramedics, like my husband was out of town traveling, and it was this moment where I was like, okay, right now, at this very moment, these moments right here, my primary focus is not the months of work that I put into my company, it's my daughter, I am only a mother right now, I cannot worry about anything else. And, um, happy ending. She was fine. We did not have to go to the hospital. Um, I kept her comfortable. We watched Tinkerbell for like six hours. (laughs) And I kind of dozed and we actually had these really wonderful tender moments where she would like lean over in bed and like kiss my face and say, mommy, mommy, watch Tinkerbell with me. You know, I'm kind of like trying to just nap. And, um, and that morning I had an advisor of mine Like I'm so tired. This is like, what am I gonna do? Why my daughter's so sick? And she said to me, "You are a mother and a businesswoman, and today you will do both with grace and strength." So that anniversary party wasn't just an anniversary party; it was really a celebration of you know melding motherhood and entrepreneurship, and it was so so empowering. So. Thank you for being there that day.
0: <laughs> oh My goodness, I'm like over here in tears, like crying. And that is that story took me through like all the emotions, all the emotions, and it
1: did. I mean, uh, the the paramedics actually did stay an extra 15 minutes because the adrenaline dump. You know, once once it was like okay, you know, she's vomiting everywhere, inhalers, nine one. When you call nine one one, it's like a for me, it's like takes over the, my whole body, and. Um, and then when they were like, okay, you're not going to go to the hospital. Here, release. This is your form. And all of a sudden, it was like the, the coursing adrenaline and the mama mode had sort of subsided. And I knew she was okay. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel dizzy. I think I'm going to pass out and throw up. And so they stayed with me to make sure I was okay.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So scary. But I am happy that it had a very happy ending and that she's okay. Okay. Oh. So strong. You're so strong in those moments. I do like that you also mentioned that village that, you know, you can't do this by yourself. It's not meant to be done by yourself. So you really are supposed to have these people that, um,
1: that. it can be, you know, motherhood can be so isolating. I think especially in those early months when you're trying to figure everything out. And I think women are so capable. And suddenly you have this little human, whether you've never had one before or you've had them before, each one is a different experience and you just, it's easy to feel lost and, and alone when, you know, you have this little little bundle of, like, blobbiness <laughs> that's so dependent on you. And, um, you know, it's like, it's the village, reaching out to the village and also really taking care of yourself, which I'm excited to talk to you more about, especially as it pertains to style.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think um, the, the fact of the matter is that you're not doing it alone. You're just doing it in silence. So the more people that speak up, the more that we can find that people are actually going through the same things that you are and we can connect you. So that's kind of, that's my spiel on that. So I do want to talk about your capsule project because the name is super intriguing, but it goes much deeper than that. Can you share with us all about your capsule project?
1: Um, so the idea of the capsule wardrobe is that um, the general structure at the moment is that you have a very limited number of pieces that you wear in your wardrobe, and it's very structured. So you have three base colors. So for me, it's like blue, black, and gray, and then you have two accent colors. So for me, I did like red slash orange. Um, And then my other accent I chose leopard which is a print technically prints you can have them not count towards like the color scheme But for me leopard is something I love so much. So I just made it like my other color Um, And I have created capsule wardrobes for clients my one-on-one clients I have taught how to create a capsule wardrobe in my online course be your own stylist And in my most recent iteration, I decided to put myself through the course at the same time I was leading it. So I was leading it as a trans style, but putting it myself, Helena Thorne, Marin Grant through it at the same time. And when it came time to teach the capsule, Wardrobe Creation, which was the last module, um, there was just this voice inside of me that was like, you can't, you have to live it. You have to live it. And that was so terrifying for me. I love clothes. I love getting dressed. I love putting together outfits. I love spending hours playing in my closet. I love packing I love every I love shopping. Oh my god. I love shopping so much and um, It when I announced that I was gonna be creating this capsule, it was like a physical reaction I was like breathless. I was getting sweaty. I was like, oh my god How is this gonna work and I just threw myself into it and it has been so eye-opening to have, you know, I like to say that your brand is in your closet, but the problem is we, are, we accumulate so many things and we, we have a lot of difficulty letting go and editing and, and culling. Um, and so that is actually where we start with either my one on one clients or with the people um, enrolling in Be Your Own Stylist, which is with the editing. Um, and when you go through transitions in your life, for women, we're always going through transitions, but especially the transition of being pregnant and then postpartum and then into motherhood, these are really um, key points in your life when you have an opportunity to stay very focused on what you are wearing. And especially with pregnancy, it's, you know, 10 months, really kind of a year. Um, and so you have a chance to really, like, boil it all down. So the capsule idea is that it just fits like, I like to think of it like you could fit it in a large suitcase and carry it with you. So ideal for people going through any kind of physical transition. Um, also people that are moving, you know, if you're going to be moving and you have any like interim time or, or whatever, I love to create capsule wardrobes for those kinds of clients. Um, and it's been just such an amazing journey for me. I suddenly have more time and energy. I don't, I find that I don't need to shop as much because I'm, I look at things and I can appreciate their beauty and I can share them with my audience. But now I don't have that need to add them to my wardrobe because I'm like, well, is it worthy of one of the 40 hangers that I have? <laughs> it really puts things in perspective. Um, so I am creating my own capsule wardrobe creation, um, design. You know, there are a lot of like different ways to approach the capsule. And, and for me, I'm, I'm creating and I haven't, I'm designing it right now. Um, and it'll have its own, its own approach, its own flair, which I think a lot of other capsule wardrobes lack. They tend to say like, okay, you know, where are these neutral colors and where are these two other colors? And then that's it. And it's like, well, where's the excitement? Where's the fun? where are the pieces? Not just the staples. You need staples in your wardrobe, but you need pieces that, you know, have vibrancy and excitement and are interesting. And so that's something that I'm really going to be incorporating in the, uh, in the capsule going forward. I mean, my own has it already. It's an integral part of it, but I want to see that in, in women's lives at large as well.
0: That's amazing. It's like actually a science, right? So there's there's like thought behind it, it's intentional, like you're speaking my same language here. I love it, I love it so much. So I think we all know that colors have various meanings in clothing or like have different effects. I wear a lot of neutral tones, so earthy tones, tans, browns, black, um, rusty oranges, army greens, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I wear like light pinks, blushes, whites, grays. What does that say about me? Or I guess like what does that say about the person who dresses in neutral, earthy tones?
1: Um, Neutral, earthy tones, obviously that would relate to being very grounded, um, which is good. Um, It can also mean you just really seek that neutrality. Um, It just, you know, for your eye, it's soothing, And, um, it's just what appeals to you psychologically. Um, and oftentimes that's what I say, like, that's your brand right there is that, you know, that earthiness, that, that neutrality, um, and, and sort of dependability, I think as well. Um, but you mentioned, um, you know, that you do like, you said you like yellow, no? Oh
0: yeah, so um yeah, I do. I have like these power colors um that make me feel really powerful and yellow is one of them. Yeah.
1: What are your other ones?
0: Um so I like red um and then black is always just so powerful. It's very sleek and classy and um yeah, it just yeah. makes me feel powerful. Those are my three. I I also love bright green, um, but it's not something I think I own one thing of it, maybe two.
1: Um, well, yellow represents, you know, that sort of optimism and joy and happiness. So, and, and new life, you know, you think about the daffodil is like, and forsythia, those are the flowers that we're seeing right now. And that's like, those are the hardiest of the flora, springtime flora. They're the first ones to push through along with the crocuses. And, um, I'd like to just lead into that, that purple is a very, very rare color in nature. Um, but the crocuses, the croci and irises are both, you know, I think of as being purple and pansies have a lot of purple in them as well. Hee hee! I would love to see you in more purple.
0: Purple. So, you know, that's like one of my brand colors. So I love purple. I just don't ever dress in it. You don't
1: have to dress in it. I would like to see you wear it though. You could wear a purple scarf, you could be, you know, some more amethyst jewelry, um, or even like a, a blue that like kind of borders on purple, but purple represents royalty um and also ambition. Um so I just when I was like doing my notes on color theory, and actually color theory states that there is no such thing as color, which is I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, there are people that study the fact that there's no such thing as color. It's just all about how we perceive things. Um, so these assignments are, are very general. They're generalizations for sure. But there's a reason why you're attracted to purple as your brand color. And I just love to see my entrepreneurs dress in their brand colors. And again, it doesn't have to be a purple t-shirt. It can be an interpretation of purple elsewhere. Um, but you will see that by having that representation that is your brand, you're going to feel that much more attuned with it and that much more, like, in, in sync with it. Um, so you'll see now, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of purple things. Like, they'll come to you, and you'll be more open to them than perhaps you have been. Um, but yes, black is always, always going to be seen as sort of power, elegance, formality, Um, And then red is really kind of at the top of the the color feng shui spectrum for me. It represents being bold, being powerful, being very vital. And um, to me, red says, pay attention to me because I know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) I think these adjectives are um, hitting every single nail on the head from being very grounded, um, but also neutral. I think those are like, literally the most perfect adjectives to describe kind of what I feel about birth and supporting people is I am so neutral. Like, I don't care what you choose. I just want you to be supported and also educated on what your options are. It really doesn't matter to me. It's not my birth. I just don't want you to ever feel alone or like you, you didn't know what options you had. Right. So, and then, um, so that was grounded. What was the other one? I lost
1: it. Um, the, you were grounded, neutral and neutral.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being neutral on also kind of where and who I work with. So those are perfect for, uh, for kind of my approach to that. And then the happiness of the yellow Mm -hmm. and also the pay attention to me. Like I do feel like perfect. Um, purple is perfect for TBH because I'm so passionate and I believe so deeply that like, this is care that you will not get anywhere else. So that it goes right along with it being rare, right? Um, yeah. This is, yeah, that is incredible how, you know, and then that just goes back to the psychology and wow. How- I,
1: I identified very, very early on when I officially launched um Adrian style that style is so much about psychology, um, psychology and positivity are, um, big aspects, a lot of things I work with on a regular basis. So, um, I have a, I have a book one day that I'll publish called the psychology of style. <laughs> I hope that title's not taken. I don't know yet be <laughs> along those lines, <laughs> even if I love that it. Early.
0: That is amazing. Anything with psychology obviously is one of my favorite things and, you know, dissecting stuff all the way down to the very roots of like, colors of what your eye is attracted to. So that's kind of how you dress and it's what you pick for your brand. Those are, that's really awesome. That's amazing. Who's mind blown out there in the world? Who's listening? Cause my hand is all the way up. So what about, um, what about, or I guess we kind of talked about those powerful outfits, but what about your, um, kind of outlier outfits, like formal gowns, cocktail dresses, your New Year's Eve outfit. So I do have those outfits that I would like never wear if it was not New Year's Eve. Like this year I wore a head to toe sequin romper, like long suit romper. I'll never wear that if it's not like, you know, a huge celebration. What do those say about you?
1: Oh, well, I love those kinds of occasions where you can really inhabit that like higher self and get outside your comfort zone, and I love those opportunities to invest in lifetime pieces. So you say that you'll never wear that unless it's an occasion, and that's fine, Um, but I love to, you know, actually Halloween is a time where I really like to buy something that I wouldn't normally get to buy, but this ties in with what I did with my mom growing up. She would ask me in August what I wanted to be for Halloween, And, you know, let's say, for instance, I wanted to be Dorothy and she would hand me a piece of paper and she'd say, okay, draw the dress that you want. And I would draw the, I drew the dress and, of course, I had big puffy sleeves and a small little waist and a big puffy skirt and a big bow in the back. And we would go to the fabric store together and we'd pick out something really fabulous, so like blue taffeta, and we would make the dress together And I would do like, I would sew the sleeves, like hand stitch the sleeves and she would do the machinery, machine work on the rest of the dress. So I was Dorothy for Halloween that year. And then after Halloween, she added lace to it. So that was my dress for the entire year. And she made it, she sized it so I could grow into it, which, you know, all mothers want their children to do. Um and I would wear it for weddings. I would wear it for Christmas. I would wear it for New Year's. Um and so it would they would carry me through until the next Halloween, and I would decide what else I wanted to be. Um, but it was really instilled in me that idea of of quality and really having a vision about what you want. Um and having something that serves you in multiple areas. So, for instance, that romper you say you never wear it otherwise. Well, I would come into your closet and I would be like, well. Actually, sure, you can wear it for like maybe a certain kind of wedding. You could wear it for your birthday at some point. Like that's the kind of piece you can build an event around. And also, um, I have my three antidotes to I have nothing to wear, and one of the three antidotes is that you wear something you never wear. Um, so when you find yourself not able to come up with an outfit, you would pull out that romper and be like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And and you know maybe it's. Maybe I'll try it with, like, a turtleneck underneath or layer something over it or wear it with, like, a big coat and belt the coat. You know, what could you do to it to change your perspective and give yourself fresh eyes? Um, And that process will lead you to the outfit that would maybe be more appropriate for the next day. Maybe you'll find you could wear that sequin romper the next day because you made it work or maybe you're now on that vibe of like this makes me feel so amazing this makes me feel formal and intelligent and powerful and funky and fun and that inspires you to look at your wardrobe in a new way and be like all right well I'm not going to wear the sequin romper tomorrow for you know my speaking engagement but what elicits that same kind of emotion in me that already exists in my closet so I can see you wearing that again soon (laughs)
0: that is awesome so it's funny that you say you know like lifetime things because those are things that I say I'll never wear those again but I also won't get rid of them so I I can't part with them right I have like this whole entire section of my closet which are like long gowns and things that I literally wore in high school and college but I just don't want to part with them because I really am I mean, I, I feel like I do have places to wear them. I just don't know how. Yeah. So that's awesome. Lifetime. Oh, I Lifetime love it. Pieces.
1: And I think those pieces, there are, there are pieces I have that I've had since high school and college. Um, it's just when you hold on to everything from those eras that you start to really get bogged down and, and clothing to me is it's everything is energy. And so, so when you have a piece that, you know, you bought for a special occasion, you've likely invested in it, it likely represents something, you know, some sort of rite of passage for you or someone else. So I, I truly believe in commemorative pieces and that you don't have to part with those pieces because you get to revisit them, even if you don't wear them, which of course I encourage you to do. Um, but you can, you can go back and it's like looking at pictures. So...
0: Yeah, I love, I love and those, like muse. pieces. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, and the memories that come with that. So making the shift to pregnancy and mom life and all the things, we know that clothing can have a big impact on the way that you feel, and I do want to talk about each stage um, individually, but overall, what do you have to say about like confidence and the links to body image and self-confidence and, you know, all the things mom stuff?:
1: Yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, anyone who is going through pregnancy is to really think of yourself first as a woman, not just a pregnant woman. And I know that we need special clothing when we are growing a bump, but I found very early on as I was starting to dress kind of at that five month mark for, you know, preparing for the bump. um, First of all, you don't know what your body is going to do. How it's going to respond to the weight gain and the water retention, and again, like the fact that you are growing a human, um, it can affect you in different ways. And so, it's really pregnancy is a good time to be purchasing things that obviously have stretch, some compression, um, that are that are comfortable and that are going to serve you. You know, invest in a really great pair of maternity jeans for sure. Um, but it really comes down to like, there are going to be times where you just need to buy something that's going to work. Um, but really don't just buy it because it works. Think like if I wasn't pregnant, would I still want to wear this? Because it's likely going to be something that gets incorporated in your postpartum capsule wardrobe because it's going to have that roominess that you need and that fluidity and, um, you know, enable you to really like inhabit that time period, um, so it's like, and, and I just found, you know, I remember like going to Mimi, oh, pee in the pod and I went to go and buy my maternity jeans. Cause I was all excited about the bump and like trying on the bump and I'm like, when am I going to pop? When am I going to pop? And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's your first pregnancy. And, um, and I bought this, this sweater and it was just like The standard like cable knit, white, like creamy colored. And it had kind of an asymmetrical hem and it covered the butt and it was open. And I got, um, I went to a dinner party that night, like all excited to wear my maternity clothes, even though I didn't really need to. And that sweater, I was like, I would never wear this otherwise ever. And I just didn't feel like myself. And so I returned it. And I, and that really gave me this amazing perspective as to how I was going to approach my pregnancy wardrobe going forward that, you know, maybe I would stick to very simple things. And for me in pregnancy, it's all about fabulous accessories, like really great shoes, an amazing bag. I was all about the scarves um, and, you know, and great jewelry, which is really what a woman should have anyways. But um, especially when your body is like changing so much, when you have those pieces that you just know are going to work and make you feel fabulous, whether you're pregnant, postpartum or beyond, again, it's a time to invest in a commemorative piece. Like, yeah, I bought this Birkin bag when I was pregnant because I just felt so damn good carrying it around.
0: I love it so much. That's awesome. So I think it's it's more about like really invested in the pieces that you can control because, you know, mm-hmm. part of pregnancy really is relinquishing control to your body, you know, like really understanding that your body knows what it's doing and it's important to listen and respect that, but you don't have to succumb to it a hundred percent. You can control the way that, you know, you dress it and you want the world to view that. So you do have control over that. Yeah. So. Pregnancy specifically, what do you suggest to anyone who is out there and pregnant and thinking, you know, what can I do with this body? Because those thoughts do creep in. It's really hard not to have too much control over the growth and the changes that are happening in your body. And it's also perfectly normal to feel that way. So if you're out there listening and that's you, it's perfectly okay for you to have those thoughts. I think many people do. But I think knowing how to channel those thoughts and reframe the way that we think is key here. So tell us what can be done to find that confidence and highlighting the beautiful parts of your pregnant body because it does change so much.
1: Oh my God, it does. Um, well, I think one thing is that comes to the top of my head, and I wish I had done this more, was like positive affirmations. And it's a lot of the work that I do with my clients now. It's like, you know, I think we look at our bodies as we go through pregnancy, and it's like, oh my God, all this change, and am I going to get my body back, and how is this going to work, and I, I'm so hungry, and I feel sick, and I'm so tired, and it's like our bodies are supreme machines as humans and particularly as women. The fact that we can grow a human for 10 months and then be the nurturer of this completely dependent life, it's, it is truly mind-blowing and miraculous. But it also means that we are a vessel for that time period and also going forward a vessel of that, that nurturing and that support, you know, that's motherhood, <clears throat> excuse me. But it's really just that you are still a woman. You are still you even though you're going through this transition, this excitement, this, this massive change. Um, so if you just look at it as temporary, because it is and it's such a short time frame when you think about someone's lifetime and if you also just kind of hand over the again that that you're handing yourself over to this natural process this is people gave birth in caves so you know the fact that we have access to all of this amazing care and all these amazing garments and you know our lifestyles it's it's really sometimes a little overwhelming. But if you just come back to the fact that this is a process that has existed since the beginning of time, then you can just kind of sit back and be like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I can to stay healthy. You need to keep your brain healthy with enough sleep, as much sleep as you can get, excellent nutrition. And he, he, I mentioned to you the better baby book, Mm -hmm. um, by Dr. Lana Asprey. And that was, I mentioned too, that I really was not well for the first five months of my pregnancy. Like so, so sick. And I never actually got sick. I just felt debilitatingly nauseous every day, every night. It was awful. But I read that book and it totally shifted my perspective on what I was putting into my body because up until then it had been a lot of fruit and sugar and maybe a little of that mentality of, oh, I'm pregnant, I can do whatever I want because I'm going to gain <laughs> 60 pounds anyways. <laughs> um, but then when I read that book, suddenly it was, you know, uh, pasture-raised eggs and grass-fed beef and in the morning eat avocado and actually avoid fruit because sugar is, you know, it's just pumping up your system and it's, and it's creating cravings that, that you can't control, Um, and so that was, that was a huge shift for me. And suddenly I wasn't as hungry. I felt a lot better.
0: Eating right for your body and listening to your body is top of the list. And it really has to be when you're growing another tiny human inside of you. And also when you're nursing that tiny human and you're sustaining life for that tiny human, even while they're on the outside. So in the postpartum phase, I want to know, uh, where do you suggest pregnant people get their clothing because I understand a hundred percent the mindset of like this is temporary and I don't want to invest super amounts. And personally, Mm -hmm. I love um, ASOS and Latched Mama as well, but also Old Navy has awesome maternity stuff. Also Nordstrom Rack. There's Mm -hmm. like so many places that I love that you don't have to really invest a lot. So what do you say?
1: Um, Well, I say absolutely 1000% invest in at least one pair of super fabulous maternity skinny jeans. They will serve you so, so well. And don't be afraid to spend like $200 on them because they're something that you're going to be wearing for many months. And again, they're going to carry you through the postpartum phase. Um, so you want those to be like one of those anchors in the wardrobe that you're creating. Um, so I loved Pee and the Pod for that. They had a lot of brands, and it was fun to try them on. And again, of course, they had the, the fake bump that you could use. But um, of course, you don't know what your body's going to do. But the maternity jeans have that really wide band, so it can come up nice and high. Um, and then I just really loved Target. I found their quality was great. They had some fabulous silhouettes and really good basics. I bought a lot of kind of like t shirty dresses. I was pregnant, like very, very pregnant through the summertime, um, like August, and, and she was born in mid September. Um, but I just did a lot of layering and really great leggings, like super opaque leggings that have some compression. Your legs are taking on so much additional work and weight. Um, so if you can give your, your, you know, your muscles that much support, it's, it's going to be great. Um, put your, put your legs up, do an inversion, <laughs> put your legs up and, and give them the, the compression that they need with really thick leggings. You know, as you, as you get bigger, it's like the legging can get thinner and thinner. So you definitely want to, um, make sure they're a nice thick material.
0: Oh, I love it. You're speaking my language with, uh, skinny jeans and leggings. I Sometimes feel a little bit fancier when I put on yoga pants. So that's what it tells about my style around the house. Leggings and yoga pants. So postpartum, this can be a really blissful time for some people, or Mm -hmm. this can be a real beast for some people. Mm -hmm. And this can also be a time that women first begin to notice their bodies. I hear it all the time how they've never noticed this part of the body before, or this part has changed so much and they either don't love it or they don't know how they feel about it. Then you do have some women who absolutely love their postpartum body. What's your advice to women, regardless of how you feel about your body, who are trying to feel confident in their new body, in their their mom body, right, their parent body, what type of clothing or pieces of clothing should definitely be in your closet in addition to the skinny jeans and um the leggings the thick leggings
1: right so um the skinny jeans the thick leggings hopefully hopefully you have a fabulous bag If you haven't purchased your fabulous bag, now is the time. And you can just say, oh, whoops, I had to buy buy this Birkin and make it my diaper bag. (laughs) Um, But again, it's the time for a piece. And I ended up purchasing, it it depends on the season. But for instance, what I did is I bought this fabulous faux fur vest. And it had this big collar and it had these toggle buttons. And it was um, below, fell below the hip. So it covered the butt. And it was just, it's, I still have it. It was just um, very glamorous feeling, very Luke's. And it was a great layering piece and it was a piece. So it was like, I could wear it as like a sweater, but then I could layer it up and almost wear it as like a jacket or a coat, depending on what I had underneath it. So you want something that's super versatile and super fabulous. And so I would say whatever the season, something that's like along the lines of outerwear. Um, and I think really like postpartum is a time to inhabit your goddessness, like you have just given birth. And I know that it's, you know, the physical, like recuperating and, and the emotions and the hormones and all the things, but you can just come back to the fact that you literally have entered goddesshood. Not that you weren't before because we're women and we're just goddesses. Like that's a God given birthright. Um, but even more so now that you' you've given life and you're sustaining it. And you know, it's like that idea of taking care of yourself and celebrating yourself. So what makes you feel celebratory? What's gonna, you know give you that excitement to put on? So you know, I'm thinking like robes and jacket things, flowy things that um, really are easy to move in, like a fabulous kimono that you could wear with the like a short kimono, like a knee-length kimono that's, like, silk or embroidered or even cotton, Um, something that's, like, a beautiful statement piece that just really um, you can wear when you're at home, you feel comfortable wearing at home, you can wear it out and about. Um, Again, something that's just going to support you, that's going to make you feel fantastic. You know, the clothes from Target are great, but they're not exciting. So, but you pair that, like, maternity t-shirt dress with, like, a fabulous kimono, and people are, like, And then you're like swathed in this like fabulous material and then you're holding this little child and it's like, oh, and then everyone's just celebrating you. So I want postpartum women to just do whatever they can to really wrap their heads around that celebratory phase. It's like your body, you don't actually know how it's going to go back into place. Like it could even be better than it was before. So don't lament that you've changed And that, you know, you don't know how it's going to work. Just have faith in the process and and honor your body. Honor it and celebrate it.
0: Have you ever considered a career in the birth world?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I have a deep-rooted desire to help postpartum women. I think that they are a market that is so overlooked. And it's a time when women need to feel that much better. You know, pregnancy... That has now in the mainstream, like when Princess Diana was pregnant, it was all about the tent with the big bow, you know, around her neck. And she had to hide the pregnancy. And actually, Grace Kelly, when she w- was having her children, the Kelly bag, the Hermes Kelly bag was created for her to hide her pregnancy. All of her pregnancies, you know, it was like, oh, the princess can't be pregnant. Like she can produce the children, but she can't be pregnant. We don't want to see the baby bump. Um, and now I think that's a beautiful aspect of our culture is that we do celebrate that that body change and like the female figure and that you know, you're going through like all of this like expansion and amazingness. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, but then the postpartum, it's like the baby's not out of you. And with Kate Middleton, it was like when she walked out with, um, you know, her first little prince and she had that sort of form fitting dress on, it was like, Oh, wow. Like, why isn't she like instantly skinny? And you know she had the baby. Like, why does she still have like those curves? And it's like you just the unrealistic expectations. We need to just let those fall away, because again, the body has produced this life, and um, it's just I, I think focus. You know, focusing on that celebration and 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 being so grateful that you had a healthy pregnancy, you produced a healthy child. And, um, you know, when you are grateful, more comes to you. So I think as women, we often beat ourselves up and it's like, oh, I gained 60 pounds. What am I going to do now? And you know, whether you're breastfeeding or going through formula feeding, whatever it is, again, you're like on this whole new level of being an executive for someone else's life. So it's just all going to fall into place. And it's just, again, trusting in that and trusting in the fact that your body knows where it needs to go. And when you beat yourself up, you're going to get there that much slower. So the sooner that you stay positive and, again, um, you know, try and be happy with whatever it is. If you're like, oh, well, my fingernails still look really nice, you know, (laughs) or, like, you know, my, my elbow is really still in great shape. Like, whatever it is, just find the positive and focus on that.
0: I love it. Yeah, no, I think that I think our society is definitely making a really awesome shift, but we're not there yet. Um, I Mm -hmm. think there's still a lot of shaming that goes on in the postpartum um, phase because of that unrealistic expectation. There are, um, you know, people out there who will message postpartum moms like, days after their little ones here and like, let me help you get that body. And that's just it's just not very that's disgusting.
1: Yeah. For me for me though, like getting back to the exercise, getting back to the self-care, I think that is something that starts to fall away because again, you're so focused on the on the infant. Um so, you know, mommy and me, yoga is a great time to connect with other young mothers and also incorporate the baby in you trying to get your strength back. And also reminding your body how good it feels to get those other endorphins flowing. Um, And so I think that, you know, it's like also good to get back in the saddle of exercising and making that a structured part of your day because it's so easy to sacrifice yourself for your child and the rest of your family, husbands and partners. Um, And if you aren't taken care of, if you aren't happy, if you aren't feeling fabulous in your clothes, then really no matter what you do, no one's happy. I mean, there might be surviving, but like we should all be thriving. Um, so I loved a a post by Blake Lively recently. Um, she was, she mentioned how it took her a year to lose the 60 pounds that she gained. And she's like, I didn't lose the 60 pounds by trolling through Instagram and sitting on the couch. I got my a double ass kicked every day, like (laughs) Nate healthy. And, you know, might your body changes. So you might not rebound the way that you did when you were in college. But again, it comes back and, and happily for me, my body's actually never been better because I'm more focused on being stronger and healthier and, and happier for not just my daughter, but for myself.
0: For sure. I think it's important um, to also note to all of our listeners that exercise is very individual. So um, things on here are not your medical advice. You should definitely be talking to your healthcare provider and get clearance before you do any kind of exercise your birth your pregnancy your postpartum your healing your body your baby's needs they're all very different they're individual to you so make sure that you really are consulting um professionals who have been with you for a while before you go taking advice from really anybody you know you really should be talking to your doctor about all things um postpartum and exercise so yeah.
1: and think about where you were before you were pregnant the things you enjoyed doing and and obviously consulting with a doctor on on timing and the kind of activities that are going to support you the best in your recovery um but it's also sometimes a fun time to try something new you know like getting into like a dance kind of thing or whatever but yes totally individual
0: for sure so you have, you have a little one at home. She's three and a half. So you're really well versed in mama life and dressing to fit a mother role, but also that professional role. What advice do you have um, to make motherhood a little easier or, you know, to at least get the maximum comfort, but look like a total boss doing it?
1: Mm. Um, well, the capsule wardrobe has definitely helped, but I would say also have a little bit of a mom uniform. I love to wear skinny jeans, pointy toed flats and a button down tucked in and belted. So the button down to me is like, feels very polished, but it's very comfortable. They're usually fitted. Sometimes they have like color and prints and I'm not one to wear a white button down, um, at all. And especially in motherhood, color and prints are great because who knows what you're going to get thrown at you literally or figuratively. Um, But I think that, you know, it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm a mom. I just want to be comfortable. But I want people to think not just about physical comfort, which is absolutely imperative, but also to kind of elevate that comfort so that when you look in the mirror, you're like, well, yeah, I'm physically comfortable, but I also look damn good. <laughs> and you know, we look in the mirror at least eight times a day, and it and it really isn't just about a reflection. It's when we look down at what we're wearing, it reminds us of the message that we're sending to the world, and then most importantly to ourselves, and also to our children, that you know, you get you like in, dress with intention every day. It's like sometimes there are going to be days where it's like, oh my god, I was up all night. I'm just going to be in my yoga pants and my like schlubby-dubby sweatshirt. That's fine. But when you do that to yourself every day, you're actually, like, degrading your intelligence because you're not, um, you're not exercising your brain and, you know, bringing in freshment, freshness and excitement into your life. So I just think style is such a great opportunity not only to express yourself, but also to kind of, like, bring you out of where you are. So rather than dressing for how you feel, which is likely exhausted And anxious and like you don't even know like your ass from your elbow. Um, style is a time to be like, well, this is how I feel, but how do I want to feel? Let me dress for that. And then I'll work around making sure that it's cotton and it's washable and you know that it's you know in good condition. And then that will help pull you in that direction of again, like that that embodiment of the goddess and that celebratory phase. It's like you're a mom, but yes, you're also very much a woman.
0: I love it so much. So it's also for me, I just think about the reminder. So like if I'm at home in my yoga pants and an oversized sweater, you know, drinking my coffee, working my computer, and I start to feel anxious, I just like look at my outfit. I'm like, you know, my outfit's so relaxed. I'm not going to let this affect me. But if I'm out in public and I start to like, feel tired and I start to creep on the side of the spectrum where I'm 107 years old and want to get home into my bed, I just look down and I'm like, no, I had heels on, I did my hair, I did my makeup, I look damn good, I'm staying out, you know, like, hell yeah to one more drink or whatever it might be, Um, you know, a a spontaneous networking thing that I had not planned to go to, whatever it might be. Yeah, I love that, you know, you can actually use your outfit to, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, to be that energy, right? You can, like, draw energy from it. But it also, it puts out an energy that will attract the energy, right? So
1: it's all. Yeah, and you're, like, creating a whole new network. Again, whether it's your first child or your sixth, it's, like, you're going to be going through this with other women. So you're meeting new people. And how awful is it to be in an outfit where you're, like, restricted because you say oh i'm not going to go do this because i'm wearing this so for me it's like just always be prepared with something that makes you feel fantastic and and whatever wherever that falls on the spectrum and whatever you have available to you but it's just again like having that focus because you are you're sending that message out but it's also most importantly it's it's what's being reflected inwards.
0: i love it so much mm-hmm. oh my goodness This has been so much fun to, like, really dive deep into the psychology, the colors, the creativity, but also that less is kind of more, right? Mm. That's, like, what I'm walking away from, and anyone who knows me, you know, my room is busting at the seams with clothes. I have clothes in space bags, like, stuffed everywhere. I should (laughs) definitely have you over (laughs) to... My closet. Oh my goodness. Quickly, before we hop off, what do you, um, what do you say to people who should do their closet in like in- incremental shifts? Because like, if I were to get rid of all my clothes, I would I would like cry. I would, have, I would feel so alone and naked like I need them, right? So it's got to be baby steps. What's your advice?
1: Baby steps. So the, the all at once is when I'm there to support you and like they're in person and create that serious energy shift. Um, when people are ready to do it on their own, I have my course, Be Your Own Stylist. And um, one of my favorite approaches is to actually look, pick out the things that you love, love, love in your wardrobe and maybe start with like five things and pull them out and put them on the bed and analyze them. Why do I like it? Is it because of the way it fits? Is it the fabric? Is it the color? Is it the print? Is it because it's so versatile? What about these pieces are, makes me want to wear them all the time? Even if you don't wear them all the time, maybe you pull out that sparkly romper jumpsuit and you have that on the bed and that, that palette and you say, why do I like that so much? And so that, that plays back to what I was saying before. When you put that on, you start to look for those feelings elsewhere. And that's where you set the bar. So likely those pieces are going to have aspects of whatever your personal brand is, colors that um, either represent your, your entrepreneurial brand, or they just look fabulous on you. Because usually the things that we like the best have the best color in them. Um, and complement our coloring really well. But of course, maybe it's about the material and like, why do you find it comfortable? Why are you drawn to it? Um, and then kind of group those together and then you can compare the rest of your closet to those That's things. Yeah. So, like, what's the pair of jeans you have right now that are like go to, love them, fit no matter what, hate it when you have to wash them because you have to let them air dry? Like, what is that pair of jeans? What's the wash? What's the fit? Um, and it's not necessarily that you want to replicate those items. You want to figure out what about those items is contributing to that attraction for you so that you can look for that, like, if you excuse the word, aura in other clothing. So you might find something that's, like, totally different. Doesn't, you're, like, you're, you get a hit on it when you're in the store and you're like, oh, I like that. I don't know why. It's not like anything I have. But that helps you add to the closet. Um, in a very effective way, especially when you have those like core pieces that you understand why you like them and, and how they can work together and, and with the rest of the closet. So then suddenly those are probably going to be things that have, are in good condition. Hopefully if they're not in good condition, that's something else to look at. Um, but then that at least starts you in on having that perspective. and then you can start to get take the things out. And even if you do want to put them in space bags, somewhere else under a bed in the guest closet, you know, stuffed in a shoe, whatever it is, if you really can't let go of it, just take it out of your sight line. Because when you eliminate um, or cull or edit out the things that don't fit you, don't look good, and that you never really liked, suddenly you come down to those foundational pieces in your wardrobe that do look fabulous on you, that you really love, and that all work together, and you don't feel judged by your closet anymore, which is what starts to happen when you have that overflowing closet and you can't find anything and you have to pull everything out in order to put an outfit together. And that to me is when people get very overwhelmed by the concept of style and say, and then they just say, oh, I have no style. I have, I have no time. I have no, no ability to put in the effort. Um, and so that's, that's something that really drives me in, in, in showing people that style is fun and easy and, and just so effective in terms of your self-expression and, really celebrating who you are.
0: I love it. So where can everybody find you if they wanted to reach out?
1: Um, so my favorite platform is Instagram. My handle is hgrantstyle. So h-g-r-a-n-t style, s-t-y-l-e. And I have a link in my bio there to my style archetype test, which I would love for everyone to take. Um, it's just a really fun seven-question test. It takes less than two minutes. And it just gives you a great sort of perspective on how I view your style through my own lens. And all the archetypes are equally wonderful. Um, It's just kind of where you are in your style journey. Um, I also have a free Facebook group called Closet Boss with Helena Grant. So check me out on Instagram, Atran Style, and on Facebook, Closet Boss with Helena Grant.
0: I love it so much. I took uh, I took the quiz, everybody, and I am a CEO, so not really any surprise there. But that was a really fun quiz, so I do encourage everyone to do it. I also encourage you to check out your be your own stylist thing if this is something that you even are kind of remotely interested in. So if you think that your closet is, you know, causing you anxiety or you're just not satisfied, or you feel like you can just like improve your quality of life by looking at your closet check it out. Um, and then, you know, if you're like me and you need physical support, reach out. to <laughs> I get you. I can yeah.
1: B your and stylist has been a really wonderful way for me to reach a broader audience because it condenses all of my methodology that I employ with my individual one-on-one clients into kind of a self-study approach, um, to, you know, managing your closet, how to shop, how to make good decisions, how to pack, and yes, of course, how to create your own capsule wardrobe.
0: I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, villagers, I hope you're walking away feeling as fulfilled as I am from this episode. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Heehee. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhihi at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.